Welcome back to the For the Ladies podcast. This week, we welcomed Rochelle Williams of Birdie Golf for our Ladies of Golf interview. But first, some news. Brooke Henderson won her 10th LPGA title this past Sunday at the LA Open at Wilshire, it's Wilshire, Country Club. Jessica Corda had been leading after the first three rounds, but with a few errors on the front nine, it opened the door for Brooke to take the lead. Brooke is now is Canada's greatest winner in professional golf, male or female, at the age of 23. Between her, Lydia Ko, and others, there is plenty of young talent on the LPGA. For the next two weeks, the LPGA is overseas in Singapore and Thailand for the HSBC Women's World Championship and the Honda LPGA Thailand. Coverage begins today at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, which is just great for all of us insomniacs. Uh, I hope you'll tune in, whether it's during or tape delay, but uh, it should be fun, and it's always fun to just see the women overseas since it is an international tour. On to our Ladies of Golf interview. Rochelle Williams is co-founder of Birdie Golf, a brand new women's golf apparel brand. Their motto is under par and overdressed, which is something I certainly can get behind. Rochelle shares how her and her co-founder Hayden brought the brand to life, entering the golf fashion world, and what's next for them. I hope you enjoy. But thank you for doing this. I think it'll be fun. No, I'm super excited. Okay, so for every For the Ladies, Ladies of Golf podcast, um, we start with a little quick nine, so I'm going to ask you those. Okay, what is your favorite social media channel? Um, Amanda Cutter Brooks. She is fabulous. She was with Vogue previously and just has an amazing taste level and lives in the English countryside, so it's kind of my dream. Oh my gosh, and on her Insta, I'm assuming? Yeah. Nice. Um, do you prefer the driving range or playing nine holes? Nine holes all day. Yeah. The last podcast you listened to? Um, I listen to the daily every morning, which is the New York Times podcast. It's like your quick 20 minutes of news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last show you binge watched? It was actually Formula One Drive to Survive. I just started I that last night. I recommend it. It's so good. Oh my gosh. I just started it last night. The like personalities are hilarious. And they're all the guys are so attractive. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I'm like, you're all so beautiful. How did you all end up in this one sport? Right? <laughs> I worked with my boyfriend too. And, and I think he, he probably hates the show because I love it so much. <laughs> Would you prefer a golf dress or a golf skirt? I'd probably say a score just so you have the ability to kind of mix and match your tops. Um, but I also love a dress, but score. Okay. The last <laughs> golf course you played. I played Old North State, which is a McConnell course last week. Okay. Um, who is your favorite fashion designer? This is probably the easiest question you'll ask me. Um, Dries Van Noten. And who does she design for? Like her own line? actually a man he's based in oh. Antwerp, but he's been I mean he kind of leads the fashion industry and um just known for print and color and this massive collection that's just insane with tons of layers and um it's kind of like a flower bomb went off <laughs> love it um how would you describe birdie golf in five words um I would say it's modern yet classic um sophisticated, feminine, and fresh. Love it. How did you get into golf? 
Um, I, I kind of like to say that golf is in my blood. Um, my mom is actually one of eight. So I grew up with so many cousins. Yeah. And I remember since we were walking, they were throwing us into golf camps, probably just to get rid of us <laughs> for the day. Um, so I was always playing from such a young age. And I tell everyone if I wanted to spend time with my mom or dad, it, I had to learn how to play golf. Like we had to be on the golf course. Um, so we were that family that when we go to church every Sunday, we were sitting, my parents would probably kill me for saying this. We would sit on the last pew and we were the first ones to sneak out to make our tea time. So it's just something that um, I've done kind of my whole life. It's kind of part of growing up. I love that. And you just have always played leisurely? Leisurely. And I played on my high school team, um, which again, it was probably pretty leisurely for me. Right. Me too. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's so funny because I do consider myself so competitive, but when it comes to golf, it's, 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 that's like that spark isn't there for me for some reason, just because I, yeah. it's so recreational and I just love being on the course. So for me, it's always kind of been a leisurely sport that I've just enjoyed doing. I love that. Yeah. I feel like I have a very similar mindset. Like I'm competitive in life, but not in on the I mean, golf course. Like, like on a tennis court or like a ping pong match, I'm like, threatening your life but on the golf course it's probably because my happy my happy place I'd like to say for sure okay well I we got have to talk about birdie golf um what was kind of the first light bulb moment where you were like we are going to do this we're going to create something I think it was probably three or four years ago um my dad's an amateur golfer so my sister and I will kind of pop around um to his golf tournaments and we were walking a course with him and we were kind of just observing what everyone was wearing just across the board mm -hmm. I mean our outfits included and we were just kind of dumbfounded like there's women in like short dresses and wedges and there's also women in leggings it's there was just like no middle ground and I think ultimately I just think everyone feels for women were feeling really uncomfortable in what they were wearing whether they were spectating walking the course with their dad or their husband or their boyfriend um and just, I just felt like getting dressed for that was just like the hardest thing ever. Like getting dressed for like a gala, is, it seems so easy in comparison to getting dressed to be on a golf course. Um, sure. And my grandfather's name um, was Bird. So the, the whole brand is based after him. And Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Um, so it's really, it's, we kind of call it a heritage brand because um that was like immediately when we had that conversation, my sister and I were like, well, it has to be Birdie after my grandfather. Um, so it's kind of just evolved from there. And, and Hayden and I actually have a really interesting past too, because um, I still haven't quit my day job, but um, Hayden and I met while she was an intern um, at Capital, where I'm a buying director. So it kind of came full circle and probably a year to date, um, I was like, you know what, if we don't do this, I'm just gonna kick myself. and. Hayden moved from New York to Charlotte to help me launch this. And it's just been an incredible journey and one that's happened so quickly. It's, it's just, it's so crazy to think that this time last year, I was sitting in the same spot being like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Like I'm going to create an LLC. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Sure. And don't, um, so we're kind of making it up as we go, but it's, it's been a, a great year. How did you and your co-founder Hayden meet? So we met at Capital, and funny enough, um, we it was 
me and one of my colleagues interviewed her and interviewed her as an intern. Um, So we've known each other probably for the past seven years now. And and that was kind of while Hayden was going through to college and she moved to New York and um, helped launch another brand um, there and then kind of transitioned back to Charlotte and has has been my my other half for the past year. Yeah, yeah. And does she have a history with golf as well? She does. I mean, it's Charlotte's such a great place to be in too, because I feel like it has yeah. such a rich golf history. And so so many families grow up golfing and it's it's similar story to where she was always around it and her grandparents played golf. So um and she's definitely picking up the sport now herself. Um so it's a very similar story. So we kind of really had that passion together, which was great. Nice. When you guys were starting the brand and like starting to realize like you wanted to create clothes for the golf course, what did you like go through a research process or like what kind of conversations were you having that type of thing? Yeah, I think it's really interesting too. And, and I'd like to say that we kind of had an upper hand just for, from our experience at Capital. Sure. Um, And Capital is a a high-end luxury boutique here in, in Charlotte. So they kind of run the gamut of Karen Valentino, Dries Van Noten, or Ula Johnson. So a lot of our clients would, who are golfers or play tennis um, or who are active in the country club, they would come into the store in, in their golf clothes or in their tennis outfit and be like, I'm just trying to get something quickly. Like, don't look at my outfit. Like, I'm so embarrassed that I'm not in designer clothes. And I always would laugh to myself because, again, I was just like, that's such a shame. Like, I, I think whatever you're getting dressed in every day, no matter if it's on the golf course or if you're just running errands, you should feel comfortable in what you're wearing and feel really fashionable and feminine. And I think that's just what was lacking in the market before is these really dated silhouettes that you knew you had to wear on the course because that was your only option. Um, so that's kind of where the initial research, if you will, started. Yeah. Uh, and then just kind of through our fashion backgrounds, we were taking Peter Pan collars or a puff sleeve and, and, and kind of giving it that um, fashion performance hybrid silhouettes. Yeah, I think your commentary about silhouettes is so interesting because everything that most of what I see in golf is like very boxy or, and it's like not tailored and the skorts are like always the same A-line or they're like weirdly tight. So it's just funny you, you've noticed that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the interesting thing too, is when I look back at my golf clothes that I was wearing before Birdie, sure. the was so across the board, like some of it was like this big and some of it was so tiny. And, and I think the sizing was so confusing. So when you would go to a club, you wouldn't really try anything on. And so I think it, it's kind of like a spiral effect. It was like the silhouette and the sizing and the color. Um, so that's, that really was, um, a big driving factor behind the first collection too. Nice. What, um, how did you guys come up with the patterns and the colors for this first collection? So for the first collection, it really was inspired by things that we found in our grandmother's closets. So a lot of them are silhouettes. Um, Hayden and I have this incredible archive of our uh, pictures of our grandparents traveling, playing golf. So the Rochelle short is um, based from a short that my grandmother wore on the golf course all the time. 
it's high-waisted flare leg. Um, the Hayden dress is a similar silhouette that our grandmothers wore too. So a lot of it was really inspired from old um, silhouettes that they had and we kind of just made it for the modern woman. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. It's, and it's, it's so personal, which is really nice for that. And just finding like the color palette and the silhouettes that was incredible. And it's so emotional too, because it's so personal. Um, so that was, that's honestly been the best part about this whole journey is how close it is to home and, and how family oriented it's been. Were there any pieces in this first collection that like, didn't make the cut and will we get to see them maybe in the future? gosh, there's probably so, so many. <laughs> That's kind of the fun part about that design process too. And, and neither Hayden and I are classically trained design. She has an incredible production background, which has been super okay. helpful. But um, we start each collection while well, we're starting our second fall collection now as we speak. Um, but we've kind of started the past two with 20 silhouettes and then we'll narrow them down. So this first collection has eight pieces. Our second collection is probably going to have 10 to 12 because we're introducing some outerwear, some fun trousers. Sure. Um, so, so I think if things are cut, they'll get introduced later. And yeah. um, I think a, a lot of the collection too will kind of, it's going to have an evolution to it. So if it didn't have a sleeve this season, it, we can add a sleeve next season. So I think a lot of it will evolve over time. And have you guys played golf in the clothes? Oh yeah. <laughs> I actually, when I was playing at Old North State, played in the mock neck um, floral blouse and then the Jackie slit skirt. And I might be biased, but it's probably one of the most comfortable things I've played golf in. Nice. Nice. And how did you guys like think through like functionality? You have like tees and pockets and all that type of stuff. It's so funny too, because we have a fit model for each of our fittings for the collection sure. and obviously it's not often that you're being fitted for golf clothes. So it'd be like, could you take a golf swing? And she's just like kind of flailing her arms around. Um, so that was really important to us. Everything. I mean, we were doing cartwheels in the samples, basically like what movement can we do to make sure that there's enough stretch in the back and the sleeve. So it's not too tight. So yeah. that was super important because obviously, I mean, fashion, first, but also, I mean, performance is, is key or no one's going to wear the clothes. Sure. Yeah. It's an outdoor sport. So yeah, I get that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so is, I'm just like curious, like you guys are new to at least entering the golf industry and working with like golf professionals and such. Um, have you learned anything about the golf industry that maybe you were surprised by? Oh my gosh. I feel like so much. Um, <laughs> I think the most interesting thing for me, and, and I'd be curious to know what Hayden would say, but I think it's so interesting how little women talk about golf or that they play golf. It's so yeah. funny because I was at for the past week and um, I'll mention to someone who I've like known for several years, like, oh, I just launched a golf brand. And they're like, I love to golf. And you're just like, why didn't you tell me that years ago? It's so interesting because I think men, that's just like part of their daily conversation. It's part of their work life. and um for women it's just so rarely talked about how much they enjoy golf and I'm sure you hear this all the time too it's like oh I've always loved playing golf but I've never gotten into it and it's and I think we're kind of one of the same where we really want to get women involved in the sport talking about the sport and and grow it in that aspect where it's not just for older white men it's for 
young women of all ages. And I think that's really been super interesting. It's just how little women talk about it, but how much they actually enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I, the, like when people ask me, like, how are we going to like keep women playing in the sport? I'm like, it has to be one of your activities. It has to be one of your go-tos. Like on Saturday, instead of like just going to the pool and brunch, maybe you like play golf and do brunch, like swapping some of your regular activities for the sport. Exactly. And that's the thing, especially with girls our age too, is something that Hayden and I are working on incorporating is a nine and dine. So don't have to commit to playing all 18, play nine, go get brunch, go have Naperol spritz afterwards. And I think it's just trying to find ways to make the sport really inclusive, whether it's through clinics that you're doing or just like fashion. It's as simple as that. And I think it's just really the women's sector has really been neglected for the leisurely golfer. Yes. I, that's a very good point. Definitely for like the leisurely golfer. I think we care a lot about performance because we want to be like the professional athletes, but sometimes I like, don't really need something that's like super performance focused. Like sometimes I'm just going to like a little chipping event or just going to like putt and I just, I don't need the full outfit. I just need something that looks nice. Exactly. Oh, so interesting. Um, do you have a favorite from this first collection? A favorite piece? Oh my gosh. Well, I think since we named them the Rochelle shorts, I need to say the Rochelle shorts. I love, so I'm a sucker for high-waisted. Me I'm not too. <laughs> so I think it makes me feel taller. It makes me feel thinner than I am. Um, so the Rochelle short and the Jackie slit are both pretty high-waisted. Um, so for me, I love wearing the Rochelle plaid shorts, which is like a white t-shirt or throwing a little cardigan over it. Um, so I've, I felt like this piece has been really versatile in my closet. Nice. I, I So I am like five foot one. So I can definitely need like everything tailored and everything high-waisted. And yeah. You'd appreciate it. The struggle is very real there. <laughs> um, so what, I mean, I've seen you guys do some like pop-up shops and trunk shows. How do you hope to like spread the word about the brand? Yeah, so I, that's kind of our next step starting next month is we're hitting the road. Um, so we're going to start doing pop-ups with different clubs, different stores in the States. Um, we'll be in Atlanta on May 13th and then we'll go to Dallas afterwards and then we'll head up to New York. So we've got a few things on the calendar so far and and it's really, we're just super excited about meeting who this birdie girl is and, sure. and getting to know the women um, who, are, who are wearing the clothes and um, so we can kind of grow with them and, and just, just be engaged in the community. So I think it's gonna be a fun little road tour that we're going on. Yeah. So right now you guys are mostly e-commerce or are you going to look to get into golf shops if people are looking for you? I think for the first year or so, we're really going to stick to direct to consumer. Um, just being on the wholesale side of the business myself, it's, it's really interesting how if you do kind of offer that up so early on, sometimes I feel like brands can really lose their identity. So mm. since this story is so close to home for both Hayden and I, I think it's really something that we want to be in 
in control of and, and really setting the narrative for that first year or so. And then, and then eventually doing collaborations and wholesale and, and all that fun extra stuff. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, you guys seem really nicely focused on the brand and identifying like who the birdie girl is and will you do men's? I didn't even think about that. I don't know so, why. We just took a poll on our Instagram of things that people are, are still wanting to see in the golf world. It's so crazy how many people were like, are you doing men's? But for me, I'm just like, what's the point? There's so many incredible men's brands out there. I'm just like, yeah. I just want to ladies. <laughs> yeah. But maybe we'll see. <laughs> well, personally, I don't really care if they get anything. <laughs> so I'm like... <laughs> There are so many brands out there for men and like available in like Nordstrom and, you know, Saks, like they are all, even men's golf clubs are in main department stores and um, easy to access. So I'm, I'm not super worried. I don't even want to compete. <laughs> right. Not really worried about it. Um, so I would be curious, like, do you guys compare birdie golf to anything in the fashion world that's like not golf specific like where did you have like an aspirational brand that you look to that's a great question I think it's really um a combination of a few things Hayden and I were really keen on keeping everything made in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of brands that do that as well like Alex of Bohemia is a really slow fashion brand that we both adore um but super luxury and lovely um fabrications and i think so there's a we've kind of piecemealed from and kind of taken inspiration from a lot of different fashion collections but yeah. i think for us it was really made in the u.s slow fashion um not mass producing um really focus on sustainability and that vertical integrated chain and and just knowing who we're working with and i think a lot of fashion brands are starting to mimic that as well and i think that's a huge conversation that the fashion industry as a whole is having is how can you slow down fashion and how can it become more sustainable? And I think that's really the big piece that we're taking from a lot of these fashion brands that we've worked with previously. So where are your clothes produced? In the garment district in New York and our pattern makers in South Carolina, which has been okay. incredible since we can't travel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, I'm like, what was it like to see maybe one of like the first pieces come to life? It's just so it, it's, I feel like Hayden and I laugh at ourselves half the time because we're just like, this is insane. Like, how did we even get this far? Yeah. Um, but it's so nice because even our fit model is one of our best girlfriends. So it's just such an incredible experience. And I think Hayden has a lot of that production side. So she's kind of used to this. And for me, it's almost surreal because I'm on the other side to where I'm handling the clothes once they're produced. So for it to come full circle is really incredible and just learn. There's just so much to making a garment to the initial design, to the muslin fittings, to picking out the fabric. So it's really made me appreciate the process. And then and also understanding the price point. I think some people um, expect everything to be $80 or they want something that's really inexpensive but also it's only going to last one season so I think that's something that we're really focused on too is like these are your forever golf clothes and then you add on from there and it's not like you you need to kind of throw out your clothes every season 
That's a really good point you make. Cause yeah, you guys are like a little bit of a higher price point for the industry. And, but I, you know, your reasoning makes sense. Like these are statement pieces that I definitely have that mindset of like, I'm going to wear this just this summer and then I'm going to have to get rid of it. Yeah. That's a really good point. And I think too, we really want to encourage girls that this isn't just your golf shirt. You're also just changing it and and putting on a skirt with it afterwards and going to dinner. So it's kind of a twofer. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought it up because I think um, it's certainly unique to the space um, to be able to like truly wear it from the course somewhere else. But like with that, you need the quality to match that. Exactly. And that's that was the other thing too. And, and what took us so long in the beginning is fabrics are so interesting too because you can spot a sports performance fabric from a mile away yes so I, that was our big thing too is like how can we when you're wearing it you know that it's moisture wicking you can you can tell that it's a performance driven fabric but when you're sitting at the dinner table with someone they're not going to have any idea interesting i can't wait to touch the product like i can't wait to like yeah because otherwise like i feel like you don't know yeah yeah um, well, the last question I just ask every woman who comes on the show is what advice do you have for women who want to pick up the sport? <laughs> I think for me, and this is kind of my MO of, of life, it's feel good, look good, play good. And if you don't play good, at least you feel good and look good. <laughs> I think that's perfect. <laughs> a lot of our family. So I think for golf, you have to have a sense of humor. I think you don't need to take yourself too seriously. Yeah. Um, I laugh at myself on the course every hole. So I think having a good sense of humor and, and feeling comfortable and confident on the course is so important, but also just, if you look good, you play good. I think, I think that's yeah. where to go. No, I love it. Um, if people want to find your product and updates, where, where should they find you? So definitely follow us on Instagram. It's Birdie Golf Social, which is B-Y-R-D-I-E. And then same with um, our website. It's birdiegolfsocial.com. And uh, we're super active on our social media. And we love chatting with these women that we probably wouldn't have met just in Charlotte. So it's been incredible. And um, such it's such early days, but uh, we're really excited about the journey. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For The Ladies, visit us at fortheladies.net and on Instagram at fortheladies. That's F-O-R-E.